2: What's up,
4: D.C.? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahetch and myself, Anthony Citadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. We'd love to thank you all for tuning in whenever and wherever you may be making this show a part of your day. Make sure to go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter, Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into, Ben and I will be going over the Wizards' latest win against Sacramento. The team is creeping up in the standings one game away from a play-in spot. And, yes, we will be talking all about the possibility of a potential playoff berth. But first, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code lockdown 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, Ben, let's get right into it, my friend. The Wizards took care of business in Sacramento on this road trip. 123 to 111. They are now 21 and 33, Ben. Huge nights from our guys Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. Brad, patented night, same as ever 31 points. Russell Westbrook, classic triple double, Ben. 25 points, 15 rebounds. Eleven assists. Other guys contributing like Davis Bertans, Rui Hachimura. We have so much to get into about this win and really like where this takes the Wizards um, to. You know, moving towards the end of this season. Uh, ben, let's get your let's get your takeaways really of the Wizards um, beating the Sacramento Kings at this point in the season and how dominant they looked. Man, like, what were your thoughts on Brad uh, Russ? I know Brad has been dealing with nerve damage, so let's get your thoughts on how how uh, Bradley Beal has played since he's been back. Yeah, I mean, that Tuesday
5: fireside chat I had when it was just me solo, um, I talked about the Wizards having to show up because we've seen this team beat the good teams. They've beat Utah in the past. They beat Utah before Sacramento, beat Brooklyn multiple times. They beat the Lakers, so they're capable of beating these really good teams, but – They really are bad at carrying that momentum over when it, when it comes to beating the teams they should be beating. And on Wednesday, I was curious as to how this team was going to show up, whether they would um, maybe have too much confidence or maybe overlook the Kings or what have you, but they really didn't. They took care of business from start to finish that close to a 20 point lead. Um, Russell Westbrook, I got to give credit where it's due. He looks like the Russell Westbrook of old, the All-NBA Russell Westbrook, he's been scoring efficiently. He's still the best rebounder uh, on the roster and the best rebounding point guard of all time. He's been passing really well, keeping his turnovers low. He's he's really getting into a rhythm from mid-range at that post-up. The team does a really good job of clearing out space for him, and he's been banking in those shots. It's been like a really efficient shot for him all of a sudden and when it hasn't been for most of the season. So Russell Westbrook is finding his rhythm. He looks athletic again. He looks energetic. Um, He looks healthy. And I think that's the most important part here. And when Russell Westbrook is healthy and he's playing at this all-NBA level, he's oftentimes the best player on the floor. And that's even with Bradley Beal on the floor sometimes. Like Russell Westbrook, when he plays at that super high level, he's often the best player on the floor. And when the Wizards have him and Brad, um, firing and clicking like they have been uh, they're really tough to beat we saw it against Utah we saw it against Sacramento and like you said we'll get into it a little bit later you know players with teams of, with players of this caliber make the playoffs and, and they don't they're not lottery teams and the Wizards are showing that in the Eastern Conference with these two all-NBA players that they're gonna be able to possibly sneak into the playoffs um, we'll see how they carry this momentum over, but yeah, they they really did a great job of just taking care of business against Sacramento. I thought.
4: Ben, I, I totally agree with you. They they did really really well, and yeah, uh, games like this, it's easy to say sit here and say that Russell Westbrook probably was the best player on the floor for the for the Wizards, but I mean that goes that goes either way for both Russ and Brad throughout the entire season. Brad more so. Uh, just because of how efficient he has been, but yeah, Ben, they, they put, they've been playing well, they've been honestly rolling and they are creeping and creeping closer to that playing spot. So, uh, you and I listen, we might have egg on our face, Ben, cause you and I, we've been talking about all season pretty much besides the beginning of the beginning portion after that five game run that they had, uh, since then it's been pretty somber in the lockdown podcast, uh, and um, we we have been predicting pretty much lottery season. They're not, they're, they will not uh, be a playoff contender. And Ben, this win put them in a position to be one game closer. So Ben, um, I I love what they've been doing. I, I really do. Uh, I, I don't think their problems have been fixed, I guess, but adding a guy like, you know, Daniel Gafford is a component that they did not have before with Troy Brown Jr. As much as I love Troy Brown, he wasn't a lob threat. He wasn't a rim protector. And that, like we said all season long, beginning of the season mainly, is that they were going to need help the front court. They were going to need help defensively. They're going to need help p- protecting the glass and and um, really just someone who can you know help rebound. And Ben, they I, I guess I mean it, it was it was a very it was, it was a quiet trade. It's not like you know a blockbuster of any sort. But yes, it did it did help them in in some sort of way for sure. Um, Chandler Hutchinson. I don't know how much that helped them, but still that's part, it's part of the trade. Right. So, so Ben, yeah, they, they're, you know, they, they made a move that could potentially help them down the road and we might see some playoff basketball. I don't know.
5: And that's the thing with the wizards, right? I mean, I remember when they went eight, they won eight of their uh, last 11 games. There was this point in the season when they won eight of 11 and we were talking about the wizards, like sneaking into sixth or seventh seed And then they went on to lose like 10 of the next 12 or something like that. So this is, you never know what you're going to get with this team. I understand that they're now finally getting healthy and now Russell Westbrook looks like himself, but it wouldn't shock me that if tonight against the Pelicans, they get absolutely destroyed. This is why the Wizards, and I think Bradley Beal alluded to this after their win against Sacramento, that they just had to take things one game at a time. I think the disappointment of where they were in the standings early on really started to get to them. And you can see it in the way they played. There was no energy, no defensive effort whatsoever. The offense became stagnant. They just looked like a team defeated. And now I think they understand that there's really not much to lose. Most people have written them off. um, And I think most people around the league have written them off and cast it off. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beals kind of uh, were even, you know, talking about him, not even making uh, an all NBA team at this point. So, the Wizards don't have anything to lose, and they're starting to play like it. And when they're playing that free sort of basketball, they play really well. Davis Bertans is looking good again, and, and he's a huge component of their offense. I know we talk about Russ and Brad a lot, but when Davis Bertans is firing and, and hitting, um, the Wizards are, are a really, really good offensive team, and they need Bertans to keep playing at the level. And you mentioned Daniel Gafford. I think he's probably going to start for them sometime in the near future. So... With the Wizards, I mean, it's hard to make a prediction. We'll talk about what a playoff berth could mean for this team in the future in terms of how it affects their future. But um, you just really never know what you're going to get to the team. So it's hard to even say, like,
4: you know, w- w- what we'll
5: see even tonight,
4: you know, against New Orleans. Right, Ben. And New Orleans, they're, they're shaky as well. So we don't know what we're going to see. I mean, the Wizards, they have matched up really well against some great contenders in the league. Dur- during the season and so, a lot of games they, they match up so poorly to to bottom feeder teams that you know like like the pelicans like the you know cleveland like who, who, i mean these teams that have just been beating up on them I mean they have been dropping so many games but again ben I mean what really matters is what's in front of us there's they're a game out of, of a chance of an opportunity to to have a playoff basketball and ben we know this is probably not what what you want what most of the fan base wants the fan base probably at this point wants you know a rebuild um of some sort maybe get a maybe get a draft pick out of this instead of um four quick losses um five games maybe you win if they're lucky two wins in the first round i'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news but still we can't we can't sit here and think that these these guys are going to if they are able to to make their way to a to a playoff berth eight seed seven seed most likely an eight seed but still if they were going to Ben, we just, we can't sit here and say like, you know, just bank on them making some sort of run. They haven't made a run all year besides the, the, the 11 game stretch that you talked about where they were able to win eight out of their last 11 or early in the season where they won five straight. And that's, that's fine and great, but still, I mean, you know, two, two runs that they've had this season, it, it does count late in the season. That's when it counts the most. So let's hope that they can keep, keep it going because new Orleans they, they've been Rocky just lost to the Knicks. Um, and You know, they, they, they're not working with much either. Obviously they're in a rebuilding phase. Very, they're very fine with where they're at. Right. The growing Zion Brandon Ingram, um, you know, Josh Hart, and, and just a slew of, no, just a satchel of picks. So many, so many picks that they have. So, so you have been, I can see the Wizards easily getting a win though against, uh, New Orleans and keep this, keep this train rolling. They've been beaten up on kind of the kind of of the worst teams in the league. And, um, on the west on the west coast so maybe they'll keep it going yeah and, and
5: I want to talk a little bit more about that I mean you, you made a good point about the Wizards and what their playoff uh, picture would look like if they were to sneak in but I want to talk about what it means for their future in terms of Scott Brooks's future Brad Bill's future and just a general idea of how the Wizards want to approach you know the seasons to come if they were to make the playoffs but before we do that Anthony I want to talk about Bill Bard's the most delicious the most nutritious protein bar on the net. Uh, You know, the the other protein bars, they're not indulgent. It's not built bar. If you haven't had it yet, you have to give yourself a chance. It's my favorite protein bar on the market. It's cookies and cream. That's my favorite. But guess what? It's healthy. It's low calorie. It's low sugar. It's high protein, high fiber. You need to give yourself some built bar. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Locked15 for 15% off at
0: billbar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Get all
5: the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony Washington, like we just said, they're just a few games out of the playing spot. Chicago owns the tiebreaker there, so that's why I believe it's two games. Uh, On Thursday, speaking of the Bulls, we learned that Zach Levine will miss some time due to health and safety protocols which theoretically will increase Washington's chances of uh, making the playoffs because Zach Levine is the best player in Chicago. Obviously, we wish Zach well, but just from a playoff standpoint, the Wizards um, have a chance to improve there. So, Anthony, I want to dig in a little deeper here because the Wizards have talked about playoffs, 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 playoffs all season long, and let's say they do sneak in because we were all under the impression that Scott Brooks was a goner if they missed the playoffs, that Bradley Beal's chances of returning – uh, decrease significantly if they miss the playoffs. I want to dig into that a little bit with you, Anthony. What kind of snowball effect is it going to have if the Wizards do beat the Pelicans and go on to beat the Pistons and so on and make the playoffs?
4: What does that mean for like what the Wizards look like next year? So, Ben, if they do snowball into a playoff berth if they if they find some rhythm here at the end of these 18 19 games whatever the however many they have left here down, down the stretch and they do make it to an eight seed a seven seed whatever it may be and let's say they put up a fight right like they they went i mean I, I would not be surprised if they won a game or two against against the brooklyn nets i mean like we've seen yeah, them play against them. against the nets if they go six against the nets then yes i mean tom I mean, <laughs> That if, if they go six against the Nets, then then Ben, uh, um, Tommy Shepard, he's still he's still in Washington. Uh, Scott Brooks will have his extension, and and they will be going – They will have uh, from the from what Tommy Shepard has told us, they will be moving forward with continuing trying to build on a playoff team, continuing trying to build a quote unquote contender um in the Eastern Conference. They will not continue to re. They will not try to rebuild like in this kind of half you know, little uh, seesaw that they're in right now. But if they go six games with the Nets, which is not the most improbable, we, we've seen them beat them, a, you know, a couple of times. I, I know it's it's been miracle-like, Ben. I know that we've talked about this, but still they've matched, matched up well against the Nets. And Ben, to tell you the truth, for contenders this season, to name a few, against the Nets, Suns, Denver, the Lakers, Utah Jazz. I consider them all contenders, would you? No doubt, yeah. Absolutely, right? The Wizards, 8-2. and (laughs) Which is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. It really, really is. And we can't just sit here and say that regular season games are going to be just like the playoffs, because obviously seven-game series are much different, and that's just how the NBA weeds out the best teams. And the best team usually wins, right, in the NBA. So... For those series. But Ben, I just if they do make the playoffs and they do somehow get an eight, you know, eight seed against a Brooklyn Nets team, I can so see them being super competitive with them. They've played so well against them this season. Why wouldn't they be competitive? I wanna get your
5: take on I, I agree that that the chances of Scott returning and and Tommy returning, I think that's Tommy's almost a lock if they make the playoffs. Scott, I'm a big Scott's a
4: lock. Scott's a lock. You if think Scott's a playoff. lock too? If they make the what playoffs, what if they get swept in the playoffs though? I think if they make the playoffs, man, they've always okay. Rewarded so let's talk because they've that. always rewarded. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. They've they, always rewarded these types of like these seasons, even even not playoff season. You're they've right. always rewarded seasons. So so I think that. So Tommy what do you, what do you, what do you a, make of that? What do you make of that, Anthony? Like, do you think that's the right
5: call? Do you think just making the playoffs should be enough if for a team like the Wizards? Or do you think they should demand more? Like, Do you think if Scott Brooks just makes the playoffs, that that's enough for him to to warrant another contract with the Washington Wizards? Because let's say he's had five years in Washington. He's had five years in Washington. He's one of the most highly tenured coaches in the league. So do you think just making the playoffs, maybe winning a game or two is enough to warrant him coming back? And now, and, and to convince Bradley Beal to stick around long term, like what? How how do you think this is, should affect the future? Not how it will, but how do you think it should? Like, it, I can't really wrap
4: my head around it. But no, yeah, it's it's tough to wrap that question that you just asked, all of that around anyone's head who has kept close tabs with the Wizards this year. Really, to to, to I mean, this team has done awful this year in my mind, really with what what has with, with, with the players at hand with, with the opportunities that they've had at hand that they really haven't done much in free agency. They didn't do much during the trade headline. They made that one trade that we just spoke about, Ben, but we're talking about trades that would actually like truly, truly help them in like in a playoff setting. So, so no, Ben, they, they they thought they came into the season. They thought Russ was enough, right? Brad and Brad and Russ were going to be enough. We got you know, John is gone now. We have a healthy Russ, quote unquote healthy Russ. He started the season not healthy, forced him to play with a quadricep injury for what twenty some, however many like, I think around twenty games, whatever it was. He he wasn't playing back to backs, and we just. Everyone around the league thought the Wizards were going to go on this run and and going to be a a solid playoff, uh, you know, component this year in the Eastern Conference. And that just wasn't the case. And right now we're sitting here a game out of contention of quote unquote contention just this year because it's just still this is a very it's still COVID weird, right? Like we're dealing with these playing games now we never have dealt with before. It's been so uh, clear cut. 1 through 8 both sides. You have sole possession of that of that seed. that's what it is. Now we're dealing with this. Ben. Just making the playoffs this year. If they were if they somehow um got into a playoff uh, or a playing spot. They if they played, if they lost whatever and then they won the second game and they were able to secure there, well there's three games total, right? So so that so the 7 seed and the 8 seed they play each other for the 7 seed. That loser plays the winner of the nine and ten seed and then they play for the eight seed which is so utterly confusing it's just it's so uh i i don't even want to talk about that anymore it's just it makes my head hurt but so if they if they're able to get an eight seed out of that and then and then they get swept i think a hundred percent he will get the extension i don't think that's the right Direction this team should be going just based off the season that at hand. Because Ben, if this was a normal season, a regular season, they'd be out of the playoffs. They'd be looking forward, uh, looking towards the lottery and um, and really free agency at, at hand and, and trying to build a team for the 2022 season. So, so no, I just I don't think, especially when they're scratching and clawing, and if they're able to, and that's so many ifs. And Ben, there's that's so many ifs because right now the East shaping up to be. Um, really a war. There's like six teams within like a game of each other. So Ben, I love Scott Brooks. I'm not sitting up here saying that he should be fired, but I don't, I just don't think they should, pro- I don't think that'd be the right direction for either of them to go. I think Scott Brooks would, would be a, a, a hell of an asset somewhere else. I, I, of course I would think that, but right now, um, to be the head coach of the Washington Wizards, um, especially if they get swept, If, if, if what you're saying, if they get swept, that means that, Hey, it's probably time to move on. It's probably time to, to try something different. See where, I mean, Russ, Russ may want out somewhere, but he has that option. He'll probably take that option. It's a lot of money. Bradley Beal. We don't, I mean, if if, if he does get swept in the playoffs, I still can't sit here thinking that he's going to want out a hundred percent because he's been so loyal so far and that might just make him hungrier. To, want to, to make him want to try and come back even more and more and more to, to, to try and keep winning with the Wizards. So, so Ben, to, to answer your question, I, I think they should move in a different direction, both um, with their coaching staff, their their front office, really, and um, try and um, go in a different direction next year because the past two years, they've went in the same direction. Honestly, you can make the argument for three years. You can make the argument for three the past three years. That, but really overwhelmingly the, the past two years, they have went in the same exact direction. And this year we thought was going to be overwhelm, overwhelmingly different. And it's looking identical. And somehow they have this opportunity just because of, just because of COVID and, and what that has brought among the world in sports and, and everything. Right. So now these playoff, these play-in games come, come into play, Ben, a team like, like this, but, the the franchise, the Wizards, the, their front office that has proven to re- reward. I mean, the the ownership that has proven to re- reward seasons like this. I would not be surprised. So if they make the playoffs, I'm I, I, I'm I'm on record saying that 100. percent I think uh, I would think no doubt in my mind. Scott's getting the extension, and we're and we still have Tommy next year if they make the playoffs, no matter what. That's sobering, Anthony, and uh, I think
5: it's it's valid given this team's history i just think you know in the nba now you have a 67% chance of making a play in or playoff spot which means that there's a stronger likelihood that you make a play in or playoff spot than it is that you don't so to me it's like why would you it's reward not, that it, you can not, you can accidentally make it i mean that's you can be a team that wants to lose and literally stumble into one or two wins that you that that were unexpected and bam all of a sudden you're in one of these play in or playoff spots and to me that doesn't really warrant rewarding anybody for uh any It's not an ideal anything. spot it's, for the NBA right now. I mean if you're the Wizards it's just like shouldn't you want more like you should you should want to be one of these young teams that are continuing to grow and put themselves in a position to win a championship in three four or five years and and the wizards are just right now just treading water it looks like and just hoping to what get four five six more games it's just like what do you what do you actually get out of that if you're the wizards i get it though their entire thinking is if we make the playoffs, it's easier to lower free agents. It's easier to convince Bradley Beal to stick around. And I, I understand that, but I think you have to think long-term and the wizards have to struggle to do that year after year after year. It's just, what is
4: this team's If I asked you Anthony, well, when right you now, focus, what is this team's
5: God. long-term plan? Like what is the long-term plan? If you're the Washington Wizards?
4: the only long-term plan they have in place. The only long-term plan is Bradley Beal. And that is such a, that, that, that is such a fragile plan. But what because is Because You plan have no him? idea. Like, what do you do? Yeah, you have Ben, Beal ben, 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 hey, pal, that's the plan. Okay? <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what we've seen. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's what we've seen is, is Brad. That's the plan right now. Okay. Because Russ, he's going to, he's, he's going to grab that option next year. Obviously, who wouldn't? What is it? 45, 46, yeah, something mil? like that. Like, like, absolutely absurd. So he's going to, yes. But, but Bradley Beal is obviously their main, main component their 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 plan their their savior really (laughs) i mean brad is who they have and if he if he requests a trade that i'm pretty sure but but i hope that ownership front office they have spoken about this that once that happens if they have planned for it which i i I, ben everyone talks about it why wouldn't they have talked about it but if they they'd hopefully have a plan set in place for you know for rebuilding right i mean what do you do after that because because Brad, if that's their only plan right now, because we we can't say that their young guys are a plan. We can't say that Rui Hachimura and and Denny Adia are are, are their main plan right now. Because what what it what was their plan with their with their last few, uh, handful of first round draft picks? I mean, John, I Troy mean, Brown, they're gone. Kelly
5: and Troy Brown were like their most recent Cal- picks. Kelly Oubre,
4: he's gone. Yeah, Troy's uh, gone. Uh, and... You know. Um, Otto Porter's gone. Otto Porter. Uh, I was just thinking of his name. Otto, he's gone. So right now, I'm not going to sit here and say that their young guys are their main plan. Absolutely not. They have proven that, they have, that they're they able to draft capable, capable young, young talent, great talent. I'm not saying that they can't develop talent, but I'm going to sit here and say that they cannot hold on to their young talent or that they don't have like a good plan for their young talent. And it's just it, it's just they create awkward situations. I mean, John, that was a strange situation on the way out. I mean, obviously, Detroit Brown. I mean, he was he had no role after having like almost thirty minutes a game the year prior. So Ben, if if you're asking me, I mean, I'm I if you ask me what their plan is, I immediately think Bradley Beal, and they have no clue else, like what else to really do. I mean, yeah. they they had Brad and Russ, and they chose to sign Robin Lopez, Anthony Gill, Howell, Neto. Those were their feelers. Those were their feelers, right? And 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 Ben, and if I ask you that same question, what is the Wizards' plan right now? What is Tommy's plan right now?
5: I have no idea, dude. And I think that's like, the issue. And I think, uh, bro, I'm
4: uh, <laughs> play play Bradley Beal thirty five minutes and just yeah. give him the ball. Yeah. Say seventy yeah. percent of the game, right? Like, yeah. yeah, dude. What, what, like, what have we <sighs> been watching? All year, it's just Ben. There's just when
5: when I think of good NBA teams, there's there's you can see what they want to be in two or three or four years, and with the Wizards, it's it's hard to see because in two years they could easily be the worst team in the NBA. Because in three years, Bradley Beal might be gone.
2: So it's
4: it's really. You're talking about four years down the road. I mean, at that point, Russ is 36. At that point, uh, yeah, Brad's man. in his 30s. and, and who That's that...
5: why you need a plan because careers come and go. And the Wizards, look, when they had John, you could ask the same question, like, what was your plan? And it was like, rebuild through the draft. But oh, then what... you look at what they did, and, and, and they really didn't end up doing that.
4: They Just, ended up yeah, dude, signing a bunch of veterans. and, and that. Obviously... This is why I say their plan is Brad. And like yeah. they they planned around Brad, and like they they threw Russ. Uh, oh, they traded John for Russ, and then they threw guys like you know Isak Banga and and uh, Robin Lopez and and you know Len and all these guys. They're 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 solid role <laughs> players for teams for sure. But Ben, we're, I mean, we're talking about I mean trying to build a strong team around a superstar or two superstars at that, and they just they flat out didn't. They have a bunch of like random role guys that are, that that are that are capable to to contribute on any NBA team, right? They they really could off the bench. Absolutely. But we're talking about guys that are that are given starting roles, that are sometimes asked to lead team, lead games. I mean, Howell Neto had to lead a couple games this season um with like the absence of Brad and, and Russ and um, you, like, like you see some of the minutes that, that Robin Lopez has given ran- randomly and Isak Banga is thrown around randomly. I mean, two minutes here, 28 minutes there. It's just, Ben, there's, there's there's, no plan. I mean, you ask Scott that question right now. What was the plan? I mean, the plan has been changed to plan every game pretty much and see what the rotations are like, right? And we're sitting here saying, okay, then, then what is their plan for next year? Right now, if they make the playoffs – I mean, they're probably praying if they don't make the playoffs. They're praying that Brad stays, right? That's that's big. I guess I guess the whole that is their
5: plan. The whole plan is just hope, and I, I think there's going to be um, a Ben brought us to church. Now we're praying. I, I mean, hey, um, that's all, maybe that's all the Wizards got right now is is a hope and a prayer. But Blackdown Wizards fans, let's let's talk more hoops, man. I hope that that was kind of pseudo depressing,
4: pseudo. Dude, um, when, when you ask scary questions, you know, great questions. words of dude, the great words of Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Scary answers, baby. Like, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's, there's no plan in place. And, and it, it, it makes you what I said. It makes all of our listeners, listeners sad. but guess what guys, we got more basketball coming up tonight and you know what against the Pelicans, you might see a couple of hook shots from Robin Lopez. You might see a three and you know what to do. When he hits a three, right? But before we get into more Wizards hoops, more talk about hook shots from Robin Lopez, because that's the only bright side of this season besides Brad and Russ. We want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben loves it. He uses it for all his NBA, college hoops when it was on, NHL uses it all the time. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. Real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything that you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On. <sighs> Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft, the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you may listen to podcasts. Ben, let's just get right into it, man. Big preview coming up tonight. New Orleans. Woohoo, Nola, baby. <laughs> what was that? What do what do we
5: got? Is that what your we Mardi got? Gras? Was that your Mardi that, Gras preview? That's
4: guys, that's me in the balconies. And oh man, Mardi Gras beads. Oh, man. Oh, no, we got no, no, a bad no. You don't want image. that image. You don't want that image. You don't it's want that late. awful, awful image. No. But yeah, it's a lot of fun down there in New Orleans. But and our boys are going there. So what do we got, Ben? Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram. Zion Williamson, who I'll, who I'll add,
5: is um, just a, a smidge better than Sean May. His career has definitely, um, I think, taken taken off at this age. Look, Zion Williamson, I think a lot of people had question marks coming into the league, myself included. I thought he would be very good right off the bat. I didn't think he'd be this good. He's one of the most efficient, big fo- – I don't even know what you call him. He's just positionless. He, he can play the three or four. He right. can play Six, the five. Right. He's just right. – just a boulder of a, of a man child and he's only 20 years old and he's the closest thing we've had to Shaq, I think, in, in a really long time. He's dominant. He's basically unstoppable in the paint. He shoots like 65% in the paint. I don't know who the Wizards are going to throw at him. I'd like to pick your brain there. It's like, do they throw Rui at Zion? Like, who do you? That's a question. Everybody in the league. Like, I mean, yeah,
4: I, 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 I'd say, I'd they say Rui. I guess right, maybe right. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. You throw one of those big guys on him, but I, I'd say, I'd say Rui is going to either go at, uh, go at Ingram or, um, or Zion, because right, I mean, Rui's just one of the most capable defenders on the team. So yeah,
5: yeah, Anthony, um, I think. This is a tough matchup for the Wizards. I, I really do think so. Um, a lot of teams have more size than Washington. Oh, yeah. The Pelicans I mean, their front, are a big team. The front and, court is just brutal. Yeah, the front court is brutal. And 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 the Pelicans are a tough matchup in that sense because Steven Adams and Zion Williamson does it get more difficult than that in terms of, like, bruising big men. And Washington, right there, it's a tough matchup. I think Russell Westbrook is absolutely going to dominate this game. Eric Bledsoe is in for some trouble there's no one on this roster that can even come close to guarding Bradley Beal, but it'll be interesting to see how they match yeah. up. Maybe they, that's
4: the thing, right? Like it's, it's very give and go with these two rosters, right? Like no one can guard Zion. I think that, that, that goes for most of the league, right? Yeah. I and mean, most contenders, you know, most contending teams can't guard Zion. He's always coming out with 28, 34, seven and five, whatever the, whatever these stat lines are, he just puts up absolutely astronomical, astronomical numbers. And and we love seeing it. And Ben, Brandon, Brandon Ingram, he'll, he'll probably have a great game too, uh, depending on his shooting. But again, right, Russell Westbrook is going to, I mean, go absolutely off. Bradley Beal is going to give us another like 30 to 40 point game. Um, he, that, and that dude could still drop 50 on, on a moment's notice, 60 on a moment's notice. So um, so you obviously got to watch out for, for, for those guys. And, and yeah, Ben, who knows? Rui, Rui might really play well against them. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams have been playing really well against the New Orleans Pelicans lately. Um, they just then. Listen, maybe these maybe these playoff games are meant for them. Listen, the league league loves Zion, Ben. Adam hey, Silver loves him.
5: They, hey, can't blame him, right? I mean, Bron's looking at looking at little Bronny and, and and thinking, hey, man, it might be time for me to call it a career. But it, it's interesting <laughs> that we that we talked about the play-in stuff because the pelicans are are a game and i think a game and a half out of one right, of those play-in right. spots so these games are just as important to new orleans as it as they are in washington so no doubt let's make quick predictions here before we let these guys enjoy their weekend um i think i think the wizards win again i think russ keeps going on his wow. tear this is a perfect um ending to russ's season because he does this every year i mean houston fans i think will tell you he started the season off pretty rough in Houston, and then at the end there, he was playing so well that he ended up getting an All NBA spot. I don't think he'll end up getting an All NBA spot this season just because the Wizards are, are travesty. Good, but but he's playing at that level again, and I think I think I think. Look, you've been a supporter all year long. I'll admit it. I was lower on Rust than you. He's proving me wrong. He's obviously still capable of playing at this elite, elite type level. And I think he's going to have another amazing game and lead the Wizards to victory. When he's playing like this, man, Russ is yeah. arguably, I mean, damn. Man. And when he's playing like this, he's a top, literally top 15 player in the league again. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't That's I don't doubt guy. that at all. I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt even like if when he's playing the best, best ball of his game, I don't doubt put him in the top 10. I, I, I don't doubt it, man. When he's on that level, when he's having those games where he's shooting efficiently, where he's not turning the ball over, Yes, those those days are absolutely awesome, and he and he um he and he earns it. I mean, he works. He's I mean, Brad and Russ. There's those two of the those, those two guys probably work as hard as anyone else in the league, right? Um, and and Ben, I I do want to predict a win, but I think it's better luck if I predict, predict a loss. <laughs> Every time I predict a loss, they always get this dub. So, guys, I'm going to go with a loss here. Hopefully, that will end up uh, resulting as a win and keep this train
5: going. And and here's a challenge here, Denny and Rui. If you're listening and Wizards fans paying attention here, we know that the Pelicans are loaded with these with these star young players with with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Rui and Denny aren't talked about in that way. I think they need to play with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. Denny Avdia, he's got to end his rookie season on a on a better note. He's been struggling right, as of right. late. He's he he got a starting spot back, so he's, he's got, got the a opportunity spot back, and there's. Way too many games where he plays 25-plus minutes and scores – Six or less points, Man, and that's his, he
4: shoots. He shoots four freaking shots, and the kid's got to But he's, he's got to be more aggressive, right? He's yeah. got to find. Yeah, he's got to find more opportunities out there when he when he's given that chance. He's got. He's got to. You're he's right.
5: Gotta
3: move more. He's, he's got
5: to move more, and I think he's got to hit the shots that he takes. I get it. He's not a catch and shoot shooter, but like when you, if those right. are the shots you're getting out, you got to hit them. And, and again, I just don't want to hold
4: it against him, especially with two guys as intimidating on your team as Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Not at all. Well, not at all. Right? Because I mean. I mean, coming. I mean, nineteen-year-old kid coming, uh, playing how he just played in in Israel, being probably one of the main components on uh, on his team. Coming, coming here, whole new offensive setting, two, two probably uh, uh, Hall of Fame players, just absolute superstar studs, just. I mean, the way that they play, it's got to be intimidating. So, yes, and he, and he probably – I mean, and he wants to make them proud too. Those are the leaders of the team. So, so yes, I mean, in, in a team dynamic sort of thing in the locker room, that, that all counts. And, and, yeah, Ben, we, we want to see more games from Denny. We, we, we want to see him keep scoring and rebounding the ball because we know that he can. We want to see him shoot more because we know that he can hit from outside. But he needs to find these shots. He needs to be more aggressive and get open. You want, you want the ball? You hear it all the way back – in 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 freaking modified basketball get open you want the ball find the ball like
5: yeah open. and and with denny it's not even like getting the ball and stuff that'll 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 come for me it's like you when you look when you see the opposing side and you see brendan ingram who's who's an all-star at 23 who's just a few years older than you who's already become one of the best players in the league have some dog in you like go after him if you gotta follow him hard Follow him hard, like die for the ball. If you get an open layup, man, scream your head off. Like just make your presence known. If you're Danny, make sure we know that you're on the court. That's right. his biggest problem right now right. because sometimes he blends in so so well. Where you forget he's even on the court. Well, he'll play 30 minutes. He gets three shots and he'll get some rebounds and he'll get a fast break. But it's like you need to make sure that people aren't forgetting that you're on the court, that Brandon right. Ingram remembers your name and these players start remembering who you are.
4: So you want him to get a little feisty on the defense. Get feisty, line, huh? man. Do yeah. What you baby. Need to yeah. Do. because if get you're them. not getting yeah. shots, how else are you gonna get
5: involved if you're if hack you're if someone, shots, man? Hack I'm someone, hack do whatever someone. you gotta do. Do whatever you gotta do so we don't forget. <laughs> hey. Become no, yeah. that player with that reputation, that defensive player that everybody hates to play against, but everybody loves oh. to have on their team. If that's the right. role you got to carve out for yourself, carve it out. And the right. Wizards need those players. Oh, so go for it, Denny.
4: No, you're right. And I just, I, I just want to see him be more aggressive in the offensive end. Just, just, it just seems like when he does not have the ball in his hands, he's just not that aggressive. And, and that's just probably how he's played his whole life, Ben, right? It's true. Been, he's probably been the best player on every team that he's ever oh, played No on, doubt. Right? until he's came here. So he, he probably has always had the ball in his hand, and now he's trying to have – he's probably trying to transition right now, which is, which is tough. And I, I don't blame him, but still, you're 100% right. He needs to find that dog in him. He needs to 100% just, just go balls to the walls, just 100%. Hack someone if you got to. I mean, get in someone's face. I just mean, do make something. Your, get a technical. Make your, like, right? just, make your presence known. You're like you're 100% right. And I think our Israel listeners w- can attest to that. They want to see that. They want to see that fire from And Maccabi, when we were watching
5: his tape, and Maccabi, that's how we played. It was fiery. He was screaming at the fans, and he was that sort of guy. And that's why, partially why the Wizards wanted him because that's the sort of style of basketball they wanted to play, and they really haven't yeah. played that this year so. They have a chance to turn the season around or just a few games out, and Denny could really help do that. But hey, to our Israeli fans, to our Japanese fans, to our our fans statewide, thanks for listening. Anthony, you got anything else before we let these guys go?
4: Ben, Russ, I I, got to bring up at the the last second here at the podcast, but. Yes, please. Russ, 11 triple double shy of. Are we officially on Russell triple double watch? Dude. I mean, the countdown's here, right? He's okay. almost hes almost within 10 of passing the the big O, the great Oscar Robinson for all time. He's got 182 triple-doubles. Russ is 11 away. So yeah,
5: he's doing that this year, by the way. So, hey,
4: 18 games left, yeah. right? So, no. Ben, it's on watch. It, he could easily watch. have 18 more triple-doubles this season. I don't doubt that at all. Literally, I mean, he, he could literally just triple-double out. Okay, Wizards, look at that.
5: Friday, positive Friday over here on Lockdown Wizards. I want to thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you again on Monday. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards, and we'll be back with you again on Monday.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked-on podcast ad-free
3: on Amazon Music.